Could people who use ride-sharing apps like Uber and Lyft actually help decrease a city's carbon emissions? In conjunction with public transit use and municipal policy change, that's actually beginning to happen. But the bigger, less understood question is what motivates people to choose their cars over the bus or Uber over walking to work? New data-driven research shows the impact of ride-hailing and how comprehensive urban planning policies could make the skies a lot clearer. Welcome to the Delve Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Robin Fadden. Today, road transportation in Canada is responsible for 84% of transportation-related greenhouse gas emissions and 21% of total Canadian greenhouse gas emissions. When ride-sharing's data-driven innovative technology changed the transportation game, it inevitably affected everything else it touched, from worker exploitation and fair wage concerns to increased road congestion. Professor Animesh Animesh at the Desotel Faculty of Management and his co-authors embarked on a project to gather and analyze data that bring together the environmental effects of ride-sharing and public transit. They gained a comprehensive view of how different people in different places use ride-sharing services in conjunction with public transit. In their research paper, Animesh and his co-authors look at how to determine the most sustainable options in terms of traffic congestion and the demand for public transit. He and his co-authors use data to answer the question, how do technology-enabled ride-hailing platforms impact the travel choices of three segments of people, walkers, transit riders, and private vehicle drivers? The policy implications of this research could change the way that cities and other municipalities tackle not only ride-sharing regulations and public transit funding in light of their environmental impact, but issues of equity and accessibility around transportation and sustainability. Welcome to the Delve Podcast, Professor Animesh. I'd like to start by asking you why you, as a management and information studies scholar, chose to look at how people use ride-sharing in public transit. Technologies are enabling completely radically, you know, changing uh, the way we work, the way we purchase things, you know, the way we live, uh, socialize, communicate. Uh, one of the, the re- recent the development is in terms of uh, ride-sharing uh, platforms like Uber and Lyft. And uh, researchers have been looking at different aspects uh, related to this uh, ride-sharing. A group of researchers have started looking at how it impacts the taxi services, how it impacts the labor market. The individuals who are driving these taxis, you know, or these uh, rides, are they better off or are they worse off? Uh, so there's a lot of you know interesting uh, research questions that have emerged because of the emergence of this uh, ride sharing. And again, not only there's some interesting stuff research that has uh, looked at the impact of ride sharing like Uber on uh, deaths uh, or accidents due to drunk driving. So there's a lot of interesting angles uh, to this. Uh, some researchers have looked at the impact of ride sharing economy on uh, entrepreneurship. So again, you know, you might not see the connection, but you know, there are some interesting indirect routes through which these new platforms can affect our life. It's management studies primarily, but clearly your research is interdisciplinary. It's it's social, it's cultural. It touches upon you know different aspects of society. So we've got motivated for this particular research question by the fact that there are different researchers who are saying that Uber or companies like Uber can uh, have a negative impact on sustainability by affecting uh, traffic congestion, right? A lot more people are taking Ubers because of which there is more traffic on the road. Uh, People would be uh, substituting public transit with Uber and which is going to mean, you know, which means more traffic on the road, more pollution and so on. So that's one group of researchers and practitioners. But on the other hand, there's another group of researchers who says that, well, uh, Uber can act as a last mile solution, which means if you have public transit, 
but you know from your home to your metro station you don't have a, a convenient way to reach there earlier you would not be taking public transit because of that inconvenience ride hailing services have been around for a while now but the research around them seems to have really ramped up in the past few years where did you see a gap in the research and in the policies and regulations around ride sharing So ride hailing services have been emerging for the last uh, couple of years uh, and researchers have been looking at different aspects uh, how does it affect uh, economy how does it affect society uh, we got interested in the sustainability impact of ride sharing uh, specifically we are looking at how ride sharing affects uh, the demand for public transportation and how does it affect the uh, traffic congestion because indirectly uh, traffic is going to impact the environment and so on So there was a debate there is uh, some researchers who say that you know it's uh, good for the environment because people are going to switch their cars and take Uber in conjunction with the public transit so that in that sense they are saying that Uber can uh, help as a, a complement to the public transportation by solving the last mile problem right because it's always a last mile which stops people from taking public transit because you know they from home to the metro station and from metro station to the office right that's the last mile problem so uber by solving that problem by making it cheaper and easier to take public transit uh, it can somehow you know it can improve the the load on the traffic on the other hand uh, another group of researchers uh, suggest that well uh, because it's so convenient and cheaper therefore the people who used to take public transit might substitute the public transit with uber which has an adverse impact on environment right because we are taking you know we are leaving the public transit which is more uh, efficient and less uh, impactful on the environment so this is what was the debate and it was not clear what's the impact so we decided to look more deeply into this problem and so we argued that it's the aggregate level of analysis that prior research has done which has led to this inconsistent results so therefore we decided to uh, have a more granular theorization so what we said is that well ultimately it's the people who are taking these transits so let's think about different types of people right so what we did is we classified uh, riders into three groups drivers riders and walkers predominantly the people who drive for most of their trips uh, we classify them as drivers those who take public transit mostly are called riders and the ones who are mostly walking you know they live nearby near their office they're near their work so they are the walkers so we looked at the impact of uber on each of these these three segments and what we found is that riders are indeed substituting public transit with uber and the the drivers are complementing so they are taking public transit in conjunction with uber the net effect would depend on how big is each segment but what is not clear is that how is the walker segment right being affected so is it affecting the walker segment at all or not dividing people into segments of transit and uber users seems simple on the surface but really understanding how users combine the transport they choose and when and where they do that is where things get more complex what did you find out about these segments of people what we found is that uh, there is a, a significant increase in the number of walkers Uh, who are taking uber for those trips for which they otherwise would have taken a non motorized mode of transportation either they would have walked they would have biked so that's what we found so on an average you know it depends uh, and then the next question is how does the policy maker decide right what should we do and so our uh, suggestion to the policy makers is that you should look at the distribution of uh, riders drivers and walkers 
in your community. And accordingly, you will be able to figure out the impact of Uber on, on the traffic and environment in general. What data did you look at to determine these findings and their implications? Once we had the research question that we have to analyze the impact of uh, companies like Uber on congestion and public transit and so on, we first um, looked at which cities Uber entered into. So we looked at U.S. market because that's the most uh, dominant market. We looked at 42 different metropolitan areas in which Uber entered in a staggered way. So we used econometric techniques to analyze the cause and effect, right? So when Uber entered into a city, how did it impact the traffic congestion and the public transportation users in those areas? To get the public transportation data, I think, uh, you know, we have uh, data from uh, National Highway Transportation Service. We have data from Federal Highway Administration from U.S., uh, which provided data about the demand for public transit, you know, metros, buses, and so on. We also collected data about the congestion from uh, Federal Highway Administration. In addition to this high-level aggregate data, we also collected data, we used data about the individuals, the number of individuals in a particular metropolitan area who are mostly taking you know buses car or they are walking so that is the, that data is available from a national household travel survey so we use all these different diverse set of you know data sets combine them together to be able to answer this question what is the research answering in terms of policy and the gap you're filling is it answering questions for policymakers or giving them a stronger structure for making decisions around ride sharing and public transit from the policymakers perspective they have to decide right whether uber is good for the envi- for the population in general the citizens as well as the environment right because these sometimes they might not be and the you know the, the objectives might be conflicting with each other so so what we have found is, and again, as I told you, uh, based on the prior research, it's not clear whether Uber is having a positive impact on the environment or negative impact. So what our research uh, suggests is that if you look at our framework, policymakers can use our framework, our methodology to come up with a way to identify what is the impact of Uber and similar services in their city in their region and one of the the factors that they can use is is a measure that we use called urban compactness so urban compactness is a measure is a score that we can attribute to a particular city based on the spatial infrastructure or or spatial uh, location or, or, or the spatial structure of the area so for example how close everything is so if in a city Everything is close to everything else, school, colleges, everything is, you know, the infrastructure is densely concentrated, right? So if the infrastructure is densely concentrated in a smaller area, that city would have high compactness. So what we find is that the cities which have high compactness are more likely to have more walkers and riders compared to the driver segment. And therefore, the impact of Uber-like services is going to have more negative for the environment uh, because the walkers, you know, instead of walking, they would be taking Uber. So these are the, uh, the people who are in a higher proportion in the cities which have high compactness. So that's what city planner can look at their city compactness score. And then based on that, they can decide whether they should encourage, they should create policies to encourage services like Uber or discourage services like Uber. In that case, even more researchers and policymakers can use your research to look at other factors such as psychological or societal factors that would encourage riders to use or not use these sharing services or transit. 
in fact you know uh, i just recently looked at uh, in laurentians you know in um, st jerome and you know the n- nearby uh, neighborhoods you know city or the transportation authority has created these kind of you know partnerships where you have on demand you know taxi or you know taxi bus services where they make it easier for people to take the public transportation so that's i think you know what uber has done and probably many other cities uh, are also trying to partner with companies like uber to solve that or resolve that last mile problem right to create a true multimodal transportation system because if you live a 45 minute drive from the train station it's more unlikely that you're going to take the train especially in winter but if you had the option of an on demand service whether it's a bus or Uber, that might become a good choice for you. I'm also interested in how this research is rooted in information systems research rather than organizational behavior or sociology or something similar. Yet it's still about the societal impact and environmental impact. How does this project and its findings link to other information systems projects you've been working on? As as you mentioned, you know, I'm a professor in the information systems area and I look at the impact of technologies, you know, platforms which are enabled by technology and its impact on uh, markets and its impact on sellers, consumers. And so this project is more uh, looking at the impact on consumers, right, because the the commuters, people who are taking transportation services are consumers of a, a technology-enabled service. And I'm looking at the impact not directly on these users, but indirectly on the environment. So we are going above and beyond the individual level analysis and looking at its impact on society, on environment, because that's becoming much and more, much more important for future generations, right? So, so that's what, you know, we decided to not just look at the consumer behavior, but the implication or the impact of that change in the consumer behavior and how it's going to affect the environment. You can ask how Uber or other ride-sharing services are affecting the environment, but if you don't look at people, at consumers and their behavior, you really don't have the full picture. And a lot of rhetoric around environmental sustainability puts pressure on consumers and less on the corporations and the bigger entities that control these services and the technologies behind them. Your project looks at this bigger picture and ties these together with municipal policy to acknowledge the effects of corporations, technologies, and municipal decision-making on consumers. I'd like to get deeper into that and ask how the project addresses equity and accessibility as part of the conversation around sustainability. The segue is that after we are done with this, we were done with this project, we decided to you know, look at more related issues. And one of the things that we decided to focus on was equity. Uh, we read a lot of reports where, uh, which show that in U.S., in one of the most developed countries, there are food deserts, which means that there are areas in U.S. where people do not have access to fresh food, you know, grocery, so they have to rely on fast food and so on. Uh, There are places which are health deserts, right? So there are no uh, hospitals or primary care nearby. Uh, They have transit deserts, so there is no public transportation that they can take. take. And fortunately, these are the same regions. The demographics are such that the income is low. Racially, they are more, you know, African-Americans and so on. So these are mostly disadvantaged areas, uh, which can be, you know, considered as transit desert, food desert, health desert. So what we are looking at is, does you know these ride-sharing uh, platform, do these services provide a level field, playing field, so that the people who are in the poor neighborhood, can they, if they need, can they go and take uh, services in other neighborhood, given that they don't have those services? We got some data from Chicago. Uh, there is a very detailed uh, micro-level data about uh, the taxis and the Uber, where people take it from, where do they go. So we are analyzing this data and uh, the initial results are very promising. We find that indeed the pattern uh, of Uber uh, rides uh, is very different than uh, taxi rides. 
taxi rides are very concentrated whereas uber rides are kind of connecting people from areas which are which have less infrastructure in terms of food and health and so on and they are connecting you know people are going from in and out of the low access area to high access area and so on so that's very interesting so as you uh, bring up uh, this very interesting question of how, what is the impact on equality or you know equity uh, and i think that's what we see there's some positive effect maybe obviously it's not going to help everyone who people who can't even afford uber but there was definitely a latent need and uber kind of services by making it affordable and easy conveniently accessible they are at least helping a, a significant amount of segment of users in these uh, disadvantaged regions to avail the services which are very basic services the last mile isn't only the last mile from work to home it can be from work to transit to the grocery store these are the elements that we forget sometimes partly because there are all these assumptions about how people shop and use their cars whereas when you use transit or walk you need to plan things out differently so with regard to sustainability we also have to factor in that if people have better access to grocery stores they're eating less fast food and how does that affect fast food restaurants and waste and so on there's a lot of data to be uncovered in that too from research perspective you know what we found is that uh, looking at aggregate data might not give us a clear picture and so therefore you need to have a holistic framework and a more uh, detailed kind of data analysis to be able to tease out uh, the effect of uh, uh, uber or any such kind of technology uh, on um, uh, on consumers or on uh, society in general so you have to tease out by and that's what we do in this paper we look at the urban compactness Outside of policy implications and catching the attention of policymakers with this research, your research offers a unique perspective on ride sharing and public transit that gives us more food for thought about the complexities of ride sharing in light of urban policy and consumer behavior. This is interesting because you know again uh, when when Uber comes into your market, uh, you are only thinking about your convenience, right? So, well, I could walk, but now you know I say well, it's not that expensive and I can with a click of a button I can avail that Uber service. We don't realize that if everyone starts doing that, it can have a huge huge impact and so that was something which can strike you know hopefully if people see that you know uh, that is just not you but a lot of people in a specially crowded city if they start taking uber for uh, and they replace it with their uh, non motorized kind of uh, modes of trans- uh, transportation like bikes walking and so on or even replacing public transit like metro uh, it might have a huge impact on the environment and so each of us should be aware of that and hopefully we can minimize and, and take it only you know when it's necessary one more thing is that even the drivers we know that there are drivers who are taking advantage of uber to solve that last mile problem uh, and then they are you know combining uber with long distance rail and you know coming back they again take uber uh, but maybe there are many more such people who who have not tried it out who have not thought about it so maybe they should get inspired by this group of people who have switched to public transit by you know combining it with some other modes of transportation so so i think that will be great if if uh, we can get more and more people uh, to take the positive behavior uh, and, and and minimize the number of people who are you know doing this negative thing so basically this technology again just like any other technology you know technology itself is not going to be good or bad it's how people use it so there is a rider segment and the walker segment which is by their uses they can have a negative impact whereas the the drivers are bringing the positive effect so as long as we have more drivers uh, and uh, then less walkers and riders who are switching to uber we should have a net positive effect 
I also noticed that the last few Ubers I've taken have been electric, which doesn't do anything for the urban congestion problem, I know, but may have an impact on fossil fuel emissions, at least in cities, as more drivers opt for electric vehicles. That's another interesting thing, right? So as the the cars that Uber or all of us are using is going to become more electric, um, it's going to be less problematic for the environment. Less, I would say, because even electricity is being you know produced unless it is produced by clean energy like you know hydro and so on it also has its own issues uh, the the batteries that come and you know where do they come from where do they go so so again electricity itself is not so we need to minimize uh, the transit we need to plan the cities such that we don't need to travel a lot uh, which is not only going to save uh, environment but it's also going to give us more quality time with our family and a higher quality of life in general. As we look for and apply solutions to the climate crisis, we're also having to rethink cities. And this is one of the many ways to do that, right? And not only that, you know, because of COVID, we have remote. People have thought that they could not do many things uh, remotely. But we have realized that when we are forced with this constraint, people learned how to do things remotely. And a lot of uh, lot of employers are, you know, are allowing uh, this hybrid mode now. So that all those things together will reduce the load on the public transit, on the roads, on the environment. My last question is, since we've been talking about the environment and sustainable policies and business practices, have you worked on any other projects recently that look at this intersection of technology and data with sustainability? Another project that we are working on in the domain of sustainability is this project which is led by DRAWER at Zion at Faculty of Management and Catherine Portwin in the Biology Department. And there we have built a platform, a technology platform, to create a movement where small and medium enterprises, entrepreneurs can come together they can inspire others uh, to take climate uh, positive actions they can get inspired they can ask questions they can build a network a community of practice so we have built the platform and we are trying to get more and more entrepreneurs to join the platform and be more active and so that's uh, just the beginning so it's an action project where we are not only doing research but we uh, actually want to make change in the society so so we look forward to the next couple of years where we will get more and more entrepreneurs on board and uh, we hope that uh, this will have a significant impact on uh, on the behavior of the small and medium enterprises and ultimately it should have a positive impact on the environment. So we are working with National Film Board of Canada. We built a website which was mostly for inspiring. So we, uh, so NFB is really good at creating stories and disseminating those. So we interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs who did an excellent job in terms of environment, uh, reducing climate or carbon uh, footprint. And so we created stories and then we were pr- trying to promote those stories to get more people, you know, uh, to inspire more people. But now we have created a platform where people, you know, it's a social network of like-minded people who can ask questions, who can follow each other, see what others are doing, get, you know, so that's more active, dynamic community. Uh, So again, we have done our job. Now, uh, the second part, which is much more tougher, is to get people to be part of the community and, you know, keep, you know, doing things uh, on their own. So, So they have to take it forward we can just provide the platform. Ultimately, the ball is in the court of the SMEs to take advantage of this. So you've provided the platform, but it's the community or communities of people who have the power to influence each other and even influence broader policies on sustainability. Thank you so much for talking about your sustainability research with me on the Delve podcast. As Professor Animesh's research shows, solving the problem of climate change and achieving sustainability is about much more than consumer choices. It's about community influence, business decisions, policy making, and of course, understanding and analyzing all that data.
Our guest today on the Delve podcast was Desotel Faculty of Management Professor Animesh Animesh, discussing his research on ride-sharing, public transportation, and climate change. You can find out more about that research in an article at delve.mcgill.ca. Thank you for listening to the Delve podcast, produced by Delve, the thought leadership platform of the Desotel Faculty of Management at McGill University. You can follow Delve McGill on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to the Delve McGill podcast on your favorite podcasting app.